The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Chaws are dropped throughout this arena. Nobody is sitting down. Chasing that finish. Elbows raining down. Oh! On the button. Are you kidding me? Oh, he heard him again. He's out. This is UFC Unfiltered. And now, your hosts, Jim Norton and Matt Sarah. Yeah, Jimmy. Welcome to UFC Unfiltered. Matt is in rare form this morning. Am I a little wired? You really are. Well, listen, man. I I walked up to this place. I just go off the subway, and if it was my academy, I would have thought it was a fucking dojo storm. Because I saw it. I seen this blue eyed devil, Brian Ortega. Blue eyes? What do you got? Blue eyes. He's got some memor- mesmerizing eyes. And these guys, you don't want to run into with a fucking dark alley. Look at Ed Sorez. That's Ed, Ed. You can say hello, Ed. Hello, how are and this you? This is James. Is can you my time, James? Hold on, James Lurson. Wait, hold on. Go, the mic's go. not on. Was Say it again. Say hello, Ed. James Lurson. And James Lurson. You're, uh, you're uh, Brian's stand-up coach. Stand-up coach. Let me tell you something. Live I seen coach. a video of these guys the other Live day. Coach, yeah. It was James and another guy, and he's seen <laughs> you, and they were talking some shit. And you're like, what's up? And all of a sudden, a bunch of your fucking homies, one pops up from a, a flatbed, the other one comes down a tree. What the fuck? What was that? Did you see this, Jimmy? I did not, no. Can we watch it? Oh, man. It's, where is it? It's on what my Instagram. Uh, yeah, it's on my Instagram. All right, listen, that was putting pressure on Chris, the producer. What was the video? Yeah, I mean, was- so I met a friend uh, named Jay Mendoza who does comedy skits. And he's like, yo, you know what? Like... There's a funny video, like I have this idea for, and uh, I mean, if you click the it's video, that was his idea, and yeah, I had all the homies the with me, so we figured we'd make it a little bit funny, and it just says, uh, what does it say right there? It says, well, yeah, when you try to act tough. When you try to act tough, play that thing. Let's see if we can hear that. Don't look over there, bro. Don't right. look over there, man. Don't look over What's there. What's up? What's up? What you trying to do? No. Come on, man. Man, don't you know that I'm loco? Go, 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 go. <laughs> Look at this guy. <laughs> out of nowhere, Jimmy. Hey, you lucky he's holding me back. <laughs> <laughs> Hold my stuff, James. That's the report. Pick some of Hold this, James. Come on. Let's get this fool. Fucking run, Andrew. <laughs> it's 
pretty much it. I like when he picks up the little like Chinese guys. And that's his son. He was a Chinese guy. I'm sorry, Jason. It's okay. It's all right. Everyone said like, "Hey, who's that little Asian kid?" Like, bro, that's my boxing coach's son, bro. That's hysterical, though. Who came up with that idea? He did. He did. He was like, "Man, listen, just we'll come in here and we'll just act all tough. You just be chilling." He goes and uh, and then he's like, I'll just start throwing all these random things and yeah. then just kind of make it funny. And it, actually, the video was where all the homies were in there working out. So I was like, listen, man, you got to hurry up because we we're like, we just didn't finish working out and we got to eat. So let's and get it looked, this dragon. it looked well done. It was like a well done piece. Yeah, no, right it was there. shot with a red and like a, a GoPro and that. The thing that goes up in this in the sky, the freaking um, uh, hey. the drone, yeah, the drone. Who's, so it had some good stuff in there. How many takes guy? was that? Um, this was not too many takes. It was just like do shoot this it scene. once, yeah, do this scene, do it from this angle, do it from this angle. He's a natural and done. He's a natural, no Ed. Yeah, yeah, One shot is. kill, you know. And James wasn't bad either. James. Oh, James killed yeah, it. Yeah, that, hey, that was, from the hood, man. <laughs> that was that was like an Academy Award uh, presentation by James. I, I, was sh- I was shocked because he when I watched it, I was when like, he says James. run, he was yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah right. He, he was like real, like run. And who's the other character in there? That third amigo. Who's that? I mean, guy? you had uh, my, the guy with no shirt, the one talking the shit. Oh, oh Jay Mendoza. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's fucking hysterical, yeah. man. Did all your other friends try to get their own lines in? And you're like, no, no, just stand there and <laughs> shut up. No, 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 maybe I, I could say. No, 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 no. I was trying to throw all the homies in, man. One for all, all for one. That's how I work. Um, but yeah, the, the guy was like, no, this, you know, it's kind of going to be you, but the homies there. But we had, you know, we had like John Tuck, who's a, he was a yeah. UFC fighter. And then had my homie Junior had uh, this kid named John Paul, who's like a up and comer uh, amateur, you know, he's like seven and oh. He uh, has got the belt. Just fought like Bellator did an amateur fight just for this kid. Oh yeah. Yeah, and then you had the uh, one of the homies named Mana, who's uh, I mean his dad's like a king over there in Tahiti, so uh, had some good cool people in there. His father's the king of Tahiti. His his father's uh, a heavy hitter. Heavy hitter in Tahiti. I don't know where Tahiti is, but it reminds me of that Brady Bunch when fucking J- when fucking Greg had that. That, that thing around us. You're talking about Hawaii. Oh, that was <laughs> that was Hawaii, Wait, man. Was it Hawaii? Yes, of course. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh Mr. Hanaway, fucking creepy Vincent Price. Yeah. Yes, of course. Are yeah, you the sure? thing around his neck. Yeah. Island. Like. When, when fucking when he was surfing and he had the uh, but he took he the took voodoo the thing, thing yes. around his neck. He should yes. have taken it. You, you know what's sad about Mr. this? Mr. Brady got arrested for drilling a yeah, fucking you know glory what? hole in the cave wall. Sick yeah. Brian wasn't even alive when fucking Brady the Brian. only me, James, and Ed Soros are laughing at these fucking jokes. <laughs> I'm, looking at, I'm jokes looking at you guys. I'm, I'm looking at up. you guys. I'm just smiling, just to pretend like I'm part yeah. of the conversation. You don't remember that pretty bunch episode. Peter you? saved him though. Peter <laughs> saved him and put the thing back. Remember he, he put the. He Why put you keep talking thing? like I'm gonna understand? <laughs> We're gonna bring up what's happening next. Oh, the fucking run. Oh, what a great run. show. It's fucking great. You don't watch much TV, do you? I see you as a book reader. Ooh, no. Comic book reader? No. <laughs> what do you what, what I, do you do? I'm outside. Just channel your time. fucking zen all day no, long. I'm outside all the time, bro. Yeah. yeah, surfing, training. That's the way you should be. Uh I don't know. You're man. not a game camp? Do you camp? I've never had one game console in my life. <gasps> Dude, never I, owned I, one. I should be more like Brian Ortega. Yeah, but it was Do you camp? <laughs> what do you mean? Camp? Go camping. Uh no, not really. Good, yeah, but I hate camping. I, I like to though, you know, it's pretty cool, they, but not really. I don't think they do that. Not where you're from, but I don't know. I mean, over here we could just go to upstate New York. That's not true. They got fucking like mountains nah, they, over there. Yeah, yeah, they got like Sequoia National Parks. They got like some cool place to go out there. You take a little drive, three, four hour drive. You're somewhere beautiful and nice. Um, 
but yeah, I just like to be outside doing my thing, man. Where did you grow up? Um, in the har- uh, harbor area. Okay. Yeah. And this is what you wanted to do when you were a kid or no? Yeah. You wanted uh, to yes fight? Yes or no. What, yes what, or is no. It, no, what was the other thing you thought of? Uh, nothing, really. I just, my dad put me in fighting, you know, to learn how to fight. And I felt for the, for the majority of my life, I did it just to please my dad. And then uh, when I was 13, I quit. And I was like, I'm done trying to make you happy. And then uh, got, into, got into a fight and then restarted training again because I got whooped. And I uh, actually yeah. fell in love with jiu-jitsu. And then when I was 15, took a cage fight. And that was it, man. Couple, like a lot of couple things led me to, to kind of just see um, the big picture here. When did you start enjoying it? Sorry, Matt. When did you start enjoying it? Like after you lost that fight and then came back and started to cage fight? Yeah, no, I, I enjoyed it when I started training jiu-jitsu. When I was that little kid on the mat beating all these adults. And they honestly came in here thinking they were going to whoop me. Uh, and uh, I just, I, I could remember big guys walking in, especially 2005. No one really trained jiu-jitsu uh, at all. And uh, and I was just a little smaller than what I am now and everything. And they just walk in there. This guy, you know, he's all like, you know, big Marine or whatever. Yeah. And come in and I just choke him out and he's in disbelief. And then he's like, no, you got lucky. Do it again. And then we do it again. And he was just like, all right, I'm signing up. This stuff works. It's funny, Jimmy. You can't like. You don't see, and Ed knows about this, you, in a jiu-jitsu school, you don't see a ton. There's some big dudes, but not too many. I mean, because a lot of them, they ha- you have to be humble enough to get tapped out with guys half the size of you, especially when you first start off. So guys got to be really, have that right attitude. And a lot of big guys are just like, yo, fuck this. <laughs> I remember <laughs> some people got pissed. Oh, yeah. Some people got real pissed to the point where they're like, they're cussing at me, and then they're cut, like, they're like, "Yo, what?" You know, and I'm like, yeah. "This guy's getting." They're pissed, and I'm just sitting there like, "You could curse in here." Yeah. All right. I know yeah, you got a good yeah. image, though, Brian. <laughs> I'm gonna try to bring this you guy, down. No, no, no. Come on, man. I'm real. I curse. Uh, but yeah, it's just yeah. These guys were just pissed. They're like, "No yeah. fucking way. This guy's getting fucking lucky." Blah blah. And I was like, just sitting there like, "Henner, back me up," because this guy yeah. might want to fight me for real, and I don't know what's up. Do you think that bigger guys don't take it as much too? Because they're so used to knocking people out. Like if you know, if you're six five, two fifty, your whole thing is I'm just gonna punch this guy in the face. But a smaller guy is like, that's well, not that's gonna why work they would me. get pissed because they're like, I just want to punch this kid in the face. Oh yeah, because he's beating me in this, and I'm just like, we're just doing jujitsu. Relax, bro. And be thankful what I'm mounted on you that we're not punching, motherfucker. That's what you want to <laughs> say, right, Brian? <laughs> These fat fucks. They think they just come in and lay on you. <laughs> I'm used to that shit too, Brian. And in 2005, yeah, you still got some fucking knuckleheads. Back in the 1990s, we had the traditionalists that were fucking the worst because they spent their whole life fucking breaking boards and playing with wooden dummies. And now they're trying to, they're like, what the fuck? You know, I had to wear this silly fucking outfit and fucking do this and that. They got their little slashes, whatever the fuck they got at their Cobra Kai fucking uh, karate school. And now they're getting fucking tapped out by a fucking 16-year-old. That's not fun for anybody, Jimmy. Yeah, it's probably embarrassing when you're a right? grown man. Yeah, yeah well, it was, uh, I mean, for me, it was fun on my part, you know? But uh, yeah. I could only, I don't want to imagine how they felt. And you, Byron, you came to New York now. You were supposed to be doing promo for the fight with Max, right? That's why you yeah, originally came. Yeah, that's what I originally came here for. How, how did you find out that, uh, that that had been switched? It hasn't really been switched, so the same thing. Or, or delayed, I mean. Okay. Yeah. No, I mean, we. I got called Sunday about that this could be fight you know um things in, things played out the way they played out and um i mean now we were still scheduled to come no matter what but the fact that the promo fight of the guy i'm gonna fight is now fighting this saturday changes things up a bit yeah so i'm as 
new to this as you are right now. Yeah. You they, they just told you, look, they asked you if you could do it. They had asked Max first. He's the champion. Yeah, so they, asked they him. said he's got priority, obviously, because sure. he's the champion. So they said, if this guy takes a fight, then, you know, then thank you just for being plan B, which, I mean, you got you, you to gotta understand that and respect that, the fact that the guy's in front of you. Till, you know, and he took the fight. I respect him for it, you know? That would have been a good fight. Fucking styles make fights. Styles make fights. Styles make fights. And I'm thinking, fuck, man, Khabib versus Brian Ortega would have been fucking phenomenal too. Yeah, that would have been a very Only fun fight to watch. Only because so much is is um, so much is plays out with these fights with Khabib on the floor. The ground is what interests me. Yeah. The most. That's what's yeah. very interesting, you know, with Brian. But I almost think that would have been, it's better for you not to, because I thought Frankie made a mistake taking the fight with you. I thought that, again, even if he won that fight, I would have thought it was a bad fight. Just because you're next in line for the title fight and you're taking a tremendous risk and it wound up, it wound and, up and, and these are things that we talked about. We talked about what if you get injured, you know, my coach, my coach writer, James Larson, he's always looking out for me, you know, as in terms of he's been like a father instead of a coach to me. He's, he's watched me grow up in front of him and, uh, I mean, and he was he was just concerned about this fight. He was like, man, I just don't want you to get hurt. And uh, you, you haven't been in a proper training camp six days. So we had all these conversations, you know, and ultimately uh, I'm kind of, I get crazy a little bit sometimes and I want to do things, you know. But when this guy tells me not to do something, I have to overthink it because last time I didn't listen to him, I ended up drowning. So I have to, I have to listen to him now, you know, because, uh, yeah, I... My my ego gets in the way of things. How did you drown? We can't pass that over. What yeah, happened? Yeah, well, I just it was a big day surfing. I went out with him to to check out the surfs, and uh, he goes, Brian, don't you? I grabbed my board and I was all excited. He's like, Don't you dare go out! I go, Don't worry, I'm just gonna put some fresh wax on the board. He took off, saw him leave. I was like, Let's go out, <laughs> and all of a sudden, I end up in the hospital. What'd you see, James? What'd you see over there when you were? Uh... Yeah, when I, the waves are really big, it was El Nino at the time, and I we were watching it, and I told Brian and his partner, their black belts, jiu-jitsu. I don't want to mention no names, but uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I told these guys, I go, you're not that experienced, Brian, because I've been out. That's my home break, and I told him I'm gonna go pick up my kids, and he said, oh, okay, I, I won't. He goes, but the other guy said, we're warriors, though. We're black. No, this ain't about yeah. that. It's all about the mother nature. It's you know, gonna take you. Yeah, you know, I'm tapping that chick out. Absolutely. Yeah, you know? So, <laughs> so I left. You know, and then I, and I get a phone call. Oh shit! You know, fuck. What happened? Brian drowned. I go. Oh my god! Everything was just flashing. You know, I'm like, fuck. Came back Where's like he a at? fucking Greyjoy. But he was more pissed than than sad. <laughs> I was. He pissed. was more pissed than. I didn't tell anyone. I didn't even call any, not even my own family, no one. I was like, all right, I'm, I'm, I'm good to go. I'm straight. And I'm like, I didn't call no one. I'm good. Like, once they release me, I go home. No one knows about this. Next year, I'm in the hospital sitting with his neck thing, and I can oh. hear James' voices. What the fuck? Where is he at? And I'm like, oh, shit, he's here. I was like, who told him? So, so, I was like, so what happened, actually, when you yeah. were out there? Did a wave knock you over? Do you not know what happened? You woke up on the beach? No, no, no. I got crushed. It's called a four-wave hold down. Got caught by some loomers. Loomers are the outside waves. Some are inside, some are outside. The outside ones are typically the bigger ones. And then you have to paddle to them. And I didn't make the paddle. I was too much in the inside. I made it over one big wave. And when you start paddling up, that's how you know you're in trouble. So what are you supposed to do when that happens? When you're I paddling up? I don't know. You're supposed to duck, <laughs> you're supposed to duck dive, you but, but you cannot duck dive these waves. And relax you know? and try to you know, overcome that big wave. You know, If you've been surfing there... 
a long time you could do it. But is there a way to go through it? Like the guys that are yeah, it's you coming can duck up, dive. You it's can duck, duck dive. dive, but when it's that big, it's, it's hard to duck dive. You know, and yeah. he's and a I, white belt in yeah. surfing. Okay, I'm a black belt. In surfing, I got blue belt. I got blue belt. Oh, blue belt. I got he blue belt. Come on, man. Give me, give me some credit. There's always yeah, yeah. a guy on the news during a hurricane or something. They're always like, "And this maniac," and so that was you. Yeah, that was me. The unskilled maniac. You know, it's like put it this way: it's like an amateur trying to go pro. Yeah, that's what it was like for me, and I was Holy just down shit. for the ride. I was like, you know what? And, and my my thought, I was like, if I sur- I know I'm gonna suck today, but if I survive this day, the rest of the days are not gonna be that bad. That's a big fucking. It's like rolling with a black belt and getting <laughs> tapped out left and right, and then when you go with a blue belt, you're like, oh, this is not that bad. That's right. true, except the black belt usually is not killing. Except you. yeah, yeah. That, so that I didn't over, I didn't think that part fully through. And you don't have a blue belt coming with a giant black belt right behind no, him. Trust not ready me, for trust it. me. Yeah, I I, uh, I learned my lesson. So you're basically so John Snow. Coach what happened when you were gone? When you were on the other side? Now, yeah, did you, you go? Did you pass did, out? Did you or? Yeah, anything? yeah, yeah. His friend picked me up and kind of kind of helped me yeah, out. That's a local spot. Yeah. yeah, so everybody knows everybody. Yeah, yeah. So his friend caught me floating right there. Oh, shit. Um, but but it was cool, man, because I took off my surfboard, my leash. Oh. So the, fo- the the board floats you, but I had a short leash, and I couldn't get to the bottom. And the only f- the way I figured is like if I'm gonna survive this, <clears throat> I gotta swim all the way to the bottom and let the wave pass me, and then pop back up, and then take a breath and kind of just survive. But by the time I took my leash off, I looked up and I got hit and I got cracked. So now I'm down there with no surf, with no surfboard, and uh, not you know not really a breath of fresh air right now to to kind of survive. So it was the fourth wave, and I just kind of I just took, I, took, I no I was dead. Can you not tell which like, way is up when that's happening? No, like you, you have cannot, no idea. You don't know where you're going. It's called the washer machine because you don't know where you're at. Right. <laughs> it's dark. And, yeah, it's dark. And it's then all dark. I remember is like I I popped up from the first one, popped up from the second one, popped up from the third one. I'm my arms are dead tired, you know, and. Uh, once I took the leash off, pop got hit by the fourth one, and I told myself like you're gonna die, like this is it, and I kind of relaxed, got calm and accepted it, and then uh, I woke up on the beach and like this guy's friends over me like, and I'm like yo get get off you man you're making a big scene. And next you know I was like what up how the fuck did I get on the sand right now? Yeah. And I was like wait bro come back come back come back <laughs> and you see me. like the lifeguard people and everyone kind of come to me and i was like shit this is embarrassing they say drowning is, is is like you said you had like a calm come over you i've heard that's a calm death like people say that it's not the the worst death it's not what you, well for me it wasn't you know it's that's not what like i've a, heard yeah. i was kind of like <laughs> no one no one's been through uh, it. A guy that was in a fire? I just heard, I heard fucking <laughs> drowning. I heard sounds drowning's great. a lot better than this. No, fuck? I heard it was they said it was it, calm. They said it was calm. I mean it's like it <laughs> kinda demoralizes you, man. It demoralizes you, it takes your energy away to the point where you can't fight no more and then you just have to accept it. Shit, man. I all I know is when I came up here, these guys are asking, Hey, how come you don't surf? Like, how no, about no, no, this? But I'm gonna listen to this episode, anybody, and yeah. listen, ask again listen, why I don't So you don't surf big waves, yeah. huge waves. You know, you gotta you gotta work your way up to that. But small small waves are yeah. good; they're fun. I'm not gonna lie to you, Brian Ortega. I'm not even getting on a fucking boogie board. I'm a husband and a father. I don't need this shit. No, no, small you know, waves. Small waves. Small waves. Trust me. <laughs> Have you gotten hurt since then? As in terms of surfing? Yeah. No, the last incident was just like what last week. Last <clears throat> week, <throat> last week I got sucked out by the riptide, but that was it. Okay, Riptide, that terrifies, and I can swim okay. I don't no, no, I got sucked out by the Riptide the, the, the other week surfing, and then it was embarrassing again. And I was like, fuck, here we go again, another damn story. How far out did it take you? It took, shock, it took me all the way to the, to the ocean. Uh, so I, got, I went surfing, it was windy, there was a Riptide. 
uh, went out with my boxing coach's son, and all of a sudden I felt it, and I was like, "Yo, go over there," and then he started he started paddling. Next, you know, I just I got caught and it just I got sucked out in the ocean, and I was trying to go in, but imagine like surfing on a treadmill. It's not gonna happen. They say an angle, like the best way to do it is to yeah. go yeah. in to swim yeah. on an angle yeah. to go in. Yeah, the angle. I got too tired, and even swimming at an angle, it was bringing me back, and I was dead tired, and I was like, "Fuck, here we go again." And you could feel it just pulling you out, and there's you nothing. Can feel, you can no, do. I, well, you can see these fishermen out there on the rocks, and I would pass them up, and I'm like, "All right, progress." And I would rest, and I'm right back to where they're at, and I'm like, "Fuck, these oh, guys didn't fuck, move. It's me." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's then, when panic uh, yeah, sets I, in. You know? Panic starts yeah, setting yeah. in a little bit, and I see the two lifeguard cars come to the front of the beach. I go, "Come on, man! I'm not drowning, but fuck, I'm stuck." And I see these two boats come up, and then um, they're like, "Jump up!" And then I was like, "Fuck! Here we go! If I jump in, I got the ride of shame." You might want to take that ride of shame. I mean, absolutely. Every woman who's ever been at my house has taken it. Listen, everything inside, everything inside of me told me take the take the ride. Yeah. And I was like, do it, bro. Don't fucking be embarrassed. Sure. There's, there's no shame in there. Yeah. And I looked up and like, hop on. And I was like, I'm good. And you were by, and what'd you have on you? You had your, I just your had my board. board. And they're like, you sure? You sure? I'm like, yeah, bro. Just got sucked by the tide. Like, I'll be right in. They're like, come on, bro. You, I'm like, bro, all good. Let's go. You oh, guys are good. Shit. And when they left, I'm like, you fucking dumb idiot. That was your chance to get out. That yeah, your ego almost got you. So how yeah. long did it take you to get back in? It took me a while. His actually. Uh, Alan boy, his nephew had to jump, jump off the uh, the rocks, get his board, and kind of help push me a little bit because I was tired. And once I got past through the angle, I was good to go. Then I got caught by the wave going in, but I was good. Look what uh, James is showing me. What are you what? showing me, James? Who is this? Showing you a picture of my nephew, Angelo, on that's that big how, day. That's how big it was, though. And he's that's about he's about my height, a little bit taller. It's a massive wave. Yes, it is. That's the day I, I drowned. That is the not day. supposed to be out there if you're just a novice. Was your nephew an expert? Yeah. Oh, okay. look at him right there. He's uh, on Mavericks. the way. It's like fucking Point Break. Yeah. And I'm like, not talking about that shitty sequel. I'm talking about the real of Point course. Break. Of course. <laughs> fucking sequel. What <laughs> the real deal? What yeah, the fuck that is big. Yeah, that day was big. So now have you decided to not surf anymore? No, no, no. I keep surfing, man. I keep surfing. I keep Because it's a mental fear, you know, that, cause, that causes, you know. And then... Uh, I mean, shit. I just keep surfing, bro. I love, I love surfing. Once it gets too big... Then the the like the fear comes back and I let those emotions start playing again. But it's just something you gotta keep doing until the fear goes over, you know. And the more water time you get, obviously the better you get, and the better you get, the bigger waves you can surf. So I mean, to me, it's just a progress, and I'm in it for life. So I'm you good. do no, so you do love the surfing. It's not just the is it no, the, no, I love the challenge. I love surfing, man. You know, on a good sized day, clear day, you just it's like a water park out there. You just catch waves and have fun. And, and my coach see me, you know, after every fight I go surf and I catch some waves and I'm, I'm enjoying myself. And he knows it. The second I land on the water and it's a good day, I'm not coming out for four hours. Oh, that's, yeah. it's, it's like, oh, it's going to be one hour. Don't worry, coach. Yeah, right. He knows. He's like, this yeah, guy's going to be here all he's day. He's like a baby in a candy store man, yeah. when he's out there. Do you panic whenever he goes in the water? Ah. Uh, when it's big, no, I, don't, I tell you him, even no, don't no even go out there. Okay. No, no. You're thinking maybe move it to Vegas where there's no water? Oh, shit. I'll never move it. No, I, no, I can't. You, you need the water. I need the water. I need the ocean. Ocean. Have you seen sharks? Yes. Yeah. You have? Yeah. You in have Hawaii, too? In Hawaii. Yeah. Hawaii. What? In Hawaii. Oh, in Hawaii. Yeah. Okay, so what do you do when you see a shark? Well, you just either paddle in or... Stick around until he goes away, but you know that's a pretty ballsy they don't, attitude. They don't use, <laughs> I did, I did. Stick it. around until he goes is, away. No, all you do is you put your feet on the board. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I you did just, it before in Hawaii. You put your you put your feet on the board and just 
chill till he goes away. But don't they think it's a seal? Don't they attack surfers because they think not it's... Not really, man. Not if they really. wanted to attack you, there'd, they be a, got there'd be a lot more shark attacks, man. To think about it. I mean, you know, nowadays they always talk about how much more shark attacks or how many more sharks are in the water. But I think back in the day, we didn't have GoPros. We didn't have that. Because I can remember as a kid going, go, hey, did you just see that? They're like, no, you're tripping, you're tripping. But now you have the a GoPro. GoPro shows the proof. You've got something yeah. and there's proof. But, but I mean, the, the area where we live in the South Bay, over by El Porto, there's been tons of great whites over there, but there hardly, there really isn't attacks. Really. Did you grow up there surfing too? Yeah, 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 oh, okay. So you spent a lot of time well, in the water. stand-up paddles. I, 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 I surf, <laughs> but I, I surf on a stand-up board. I, I stand-up paddle. Yeah. There's a different stand-up yeah. paddle and surfing. Yeah, totally to different. I did, that in, yeah. uh, I did that in Alaska yeah. for looking for a fight. Yeah, yeah. But, but, but I catch oh, waves. No, there is no difference. Once you're on the wave, you're on the wave surfing. What's a stand-up? Uh, you have the little well, thing you're you're like, A stand-up, you're like on the boat. You're on the boat. Come on, you're on the boat, bro. Come on, that thing's so big. Dude, I'll surf better than you on a stand-up. Look at this. Come on, man. You've been doing it for 60 bring your boat in my beach. James and Brian are a double-team in head. They always do Fuck. Fuck. Guys, what's the rule at the break wall? No paddle boards and no sponge boards. Thank you very surfers much. Is that, basically, is that the kind of the equivalent of training wheels on a surfers. surfboard? Is that how surfers look at no, it? No, it has nothing. It's, it's, just, no, it's, it's not, different, it's man. It's a different tool. It's a different tool. It's not. It's a different. Oh, you paddle. Cool. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with okay. that. Ed, if I was in the water, I'd be with you on a paddle board. That no. makes it worse for you, Ed. I should stay off. Ed's like, yo, stay off my side. You know, you gotta. It's all good. You know, you gotta be laying He's breaking down. Breaking out a picture. Board. If you're no, laying no, down no. and you got that, you know, you can't. <laughs> no. no. What are you supposed to do? Ed, you can't battle too. Hey, good. you listen, Ed. You're in the water. All yeah. right, so you're already a winner. I'm a fucking loser. I would never do that. Now I feel bad for nah. Ed. You guys are attacking Ed nah. for his pastime hobby. It's cool, man. It's cute. It's cute. Most surfers do that. Most surfers do that. They get bummed out when you're... Because, number one, we could catch way more waves than them. Hey, you know what? Get out the room right now. Come on. Get out the room. Don't talk about we can catch... that's why they get pissed. Yeah, Ed. They do. What is it, James? Have you ever... Hey, let me talk. I challenge you I'm going to break one on a solid day. You won't Thank do you it. very much. You won't do it. You won't do it. What was that, James? You will not do it. I will. Would you want to? I will. Well, get kicked out of the break wall faster than you ever even want to look at the break oh, wall why? because they oh, won't yeah. let you. Thank you. Not, why wouldn't they let him? Yeah, and why is it looked down upon by other surfers? What yeah. Ed Torres is doing? No, no, Cook. Let, me no, let me Cook. Why. Let me explain to you why. Let me explain to you why. A lot of guys that that stand up paddle. Yeah. What they do? They think it's easy. Is it an older? They're overweight. They're overweight. They can't. They cannot lay flat on the boards. They cannot lay flat on the boards. Are you saying they got no cardio? No, it's not that. He's got no cardio to paddle out. He cannot. They've never done. They've never done it, dude. I've done it. I've done it. No, you have. Yes, I have. You never caught a wave on a stand. Up, yes, I have. Okay. So wait, now, I, I have it. a question now. Sure. It is, I, I listen. Because he's basically saying just a bunch of fatties. It's different. It's different. That's what James yeah. is saying. No, so no, no, yeah, no. whatever. When I'm you saying catch it too. these waves, no, how do you no, catch? Yeah, that, yeah, you are saying that. How do you catch it, Ed? <laughs> Ed Soros. How do you catch these waves with that? I don't see people catching these waves with a paddle though. So how do they do it with the paddle when they're on the big wave? You you hold the paddle. I like Ed's style. You hold. the I think I might. I think I might have a new. What are you doing when you're holding the paddle? Surfing. No, you're not. You're standing up. 
This is so great. This is, by the way, this is the biggest uh, argument we've ever had on this podcast. And it's not about fighting. Yeah. How awesome uh, is no, this? Here's the reason why. And so, let me pillow, picture of you on this wave, please. Okay. And then I want it's you to look up. It's a baby wave, too. I want you to look way. up Dana White looking for a fight, oh and you'll my see my surfing. I saw that one. When, uh, which, what, what, when, uh, what's his name? I was in Alaska. Yeah. And I was on that thing. I didn't really feel like a big surf. I, you know, I, I wasn't really catching okay, any waves. Here's one. Uh, well, there he is. Is that the a, a wave? Come on, man. It's not the wave like I seen before. Like to be honest, foot, two yeah, foot. Look at Brian. That's just a. That's look just. What a, he's got. Look at this. Look how. Yeah, that's that, that thing is big. That thing's bigger than the wave. What? What he's on? Oh, yeah. <laughs> what do you kind of? What do you call that? That that it's kind of surfboard? Call it a freaking log. It's an eight-two. It's an eight-two board. Big ass log. When you see people like him, sounds like my gate on a crowd, crowded day. You get out the way because you will tell this guy you're dangerous to other people, bro. Because look at the board. But but let me explain to you why. Because most of the time, people watch this stuff. No, people watch it and they think it's going to be easy. That's right. What happens is, is they come in without any. They. I grew up surfing. Yeah. Okay. So the thing is, is you have a certain amount of etiquette. Yeah. Because there is rules in the water. There's and rules. what happens is, oh, like, yeah. the, like the dojo. Totally. So when guys go out there, guys that have, don't have experience surfing, they just start taking off because you do catch waves easier on a stand up board uh, because you can paddle. Yeah. So what happens is they just start taking off the waves and the surfers get pissed and it's just rude. There's like a pecking order. Yeah. There's an order. So when you come in and you stand up surf with an etiquette of that comes from surfing, yeah. it's a totally different thing. So and you're basically totally saying different. they're looking at you the way Brian would look at me if I walked in and tried jujitsu with a paddle well, in my hand. Uh, no, well, yeah, but the thing is, it's, it's totally, it's totally, <laughs> it's so, totally different. Thank gig, you. Dude. There's a lot of great. Uh, what's his name? Lard uh, Hamilton. He fucking charges big waves on a uh, on yeah. a paddleboard. Lard. Yeah. Lard, Lard, Lard Hamilton. That might be the reason. That's fuck. First of all. That etiquette, I did not know that about the ocean. Oh, bro. Especially where, where, especially the break wall, where, where pretty much, he's the king on the totem pole right there, James. Yeah, James. James is the king at the break wall. But that's how competitive human beings are. There's a pecking order. No, no, no. It's just a surfing pecking. Put it this way: the break wall is is some different, and Ed knows that. It's uh, it's. It's it, it's I mean, like it's a, like a yeah. it's like a bunch of race cars drivers out yeah. there. I yeah. can't believe the biggest fight we've had in this podcast about surfing. I if cannot believe I, that we've had I, different fighters in here I together. I tried that shit in Hawaii because I seen what happens when you're you know you're not a local. I would try with that paddle because then you know I, I, could, I, could, I could keep some of those crazy Hawaiians off me. So basically, they look at him the way they would look at a guy in a rowboat. Look at this. Yeah. Hey, right here, I'm even oh getting God, pulling God. out of a barrel. Oh, right there. Look at that. oh my yeah, God. Yeah. That's right out of point break. He didn't even make it. He fell right there. He just got the yeah, good right, shot. Right, That's right, it. Right. Hey. This is so great. So, Brian, what do you walk around at weight-wise? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> up Brian always looks in shape. Uh, come incredible. Here's why I'm asking. Because uh, Eddie has said that he might not be able to uh, to make it uh, to, at, uh, to 155. So he walks around at 190. So how much heavier do you do normally? I'm about right there. I'm about 185, 180, 175. It just depends where I'm at. Wow, and you can you can heaviest cut. I've been 185. Uh, since I touched it, I try not to be there no more. I'm roughly about 170, 175. But now I'm trying to even walk around less. But you know, after fights, fights, and then after this last the Frankie fight, I kind of celebrate a little bit. If you watch my Instagram, you see me posting me eating like hot Cheetos with nacho cheese and meat, and I mean, you name it, yeah. I'm eating it, bro. Yeah. But I'm still training. I'm still in shape. Just the food part is uh, what I'm enjoying before I start what was supposed to be the Max Holloway camp. 
Because Eddie couldn't get down to the weight he said, but it's like ah, it's, it's like you don't. A lot of times you don't get all these chances. It was like when Connor, who fell out with Connor, was it Nate when when uh, when Jose couldn't Rafael step. Rafael Dos Anjos. Oh, it was Dos Anjos. You're right. And then and then they offered it to Aldo, and he couldn't. Yeah, but Jimmy, he said I want the camp, and sometimes yeah, it's like fuck. No one's gonna ever. Jimmy. No one's gonna give a fuck though if you take the fight. That's and true. Like, and oh, lose. it's an opportunity. I take it. That's true. You're nothing like the fighter you should be with a camp. But no one gives a fuck about that. That is They're true. They're just gonna see you get There's your no ass kicked. There's no explanation on. That's true. I just right? feel bad. I just feel bad <laughs> yeah, that they don't yeah. get back to that. They don't get back to that. Yeah. Sometimes it's like you don't the know only, if you're gonna the get a shot. Problem, the only problem with the Eddie Alvarez thing is that he also he threw his name out there. That's what Khabib was here the other day. That's what he was talking about. Yeah, I think Khabib said he shut goes, up. Just shut. He goes, don't <laughs> offer because I think he put out there a few weeks ago like, hey, I have a, I feel somebody's gonna drop out. I'm ready. I'm letting you know. Right. But then I seen what he said after that, and he goes, look, it came to like. A couple weeks out or something, and I'm like, uh, "What the fuck's on my mic?" And I'm like, and he said, uh, "He goes, ah, I figured these guys are fighting, so I just said, fucking, I was eating or whatever.' <laughs> but when, you know, don't put yourself out there. Well, whenever you know. there's a fight like that, man, I think you should kind of at least be semi prepared in case that happens. Yeah. For instance, Max Holloway and Frankie Edgar, we were semi prepared for that fight. You know what I'm saying? We were in ah. full camp mode, but we were working out, we were training. Besides a little traveling that we had to do, but we were doing our thing, you know. And uh, that's why when the fight came on three weeks' notice, we're like, this is doable." Three yeah. weeks is enough. Sometimes that I, it almost works again. Like even though you maybe didn't have a full camp, it, it almost like the other guy who is who did the full camp isn't prepared either. Like he's not prepared to fight you either. Like exactly. he wasn't well, trained stylistically, for you. yeah, exactly. But his lungs could be prepared. That's his true. lungs could be prepared. <laughs> yeah, well, his mentality's prepared. His yeah. lungs prepared. Physically, he's ready for war. You know. Yeah. And that's the only thing that he's got the upper hand on, but. If you finish the fight, there's no more war. Were you surprised he took that fight? I was shocked when they said that he was taking you. I. I was shocked. I w if I was in his position, I would have not took the fight. Just because the championship fight is well, the, the next fight. The, well, yeah, but secure title shot. All you have yeah. to do is wait for for, for uh, he had to wait for Max to heal up and then come back. Um, that's why I give nothing but love and credit to, to him because he's a fighter, man. He he wants to fight. He wants to get in there no matter what. Um, and, and that just proved it. But th the way the fight game is, anything can happen, you know. And you guys saw that against uh, my fight with him, you know. Yeah, and it seemed like in the first round, Frankie was having some success doing what he kind of wanted yeah, to do. Yeah, he was doing his thing. I was feeling him out, you know. Mostly, I just wanted to see what, what he had to bring to the table. And uh, once I got hit by his shots and kind of seen his game, then I was like, all right, this is what he's got. Let, let, let me press forward. That's why you've seen him pressing forward. And then once I kind of figured out and took his best shots, I go, okay, now I'm going to press forward and let, let him feel me. And uh, he did. You know, I tried kicking him, and, and he went for wrestling, and I shot him for the choke, and he didn't want no part of the ground anymore. And after that, uh, we just started banging out a bit more, and, and I caught him slipping. UFC fighters are tough. You know what else is tough? Toyo tires. Number one, UFC featherweight contender Brian Ortega. He's undefeated inside the octagon. He refuses to go down in a fight. He's impressively durable, just like Toyo tires. That's why Toyo has been a proud sponsor of the UFC. Just like the UFC fighters, Toyo tires are built for battle. It's an all-or-nothing philosophy. Durability, aggressive design, on- and off-road capabilities, yes to all of them. Living life on the highway, Toyo's got you covered. You're spending some serious time off-road, they have a tire for that too. No matter what you drive, Toyo has what you need. And frankly, these tires just look cool. Any vehicle, every terrain, all-or-nothing Toyo Tires. The next time you need tires, ask for Toyo. To experience more, visit toyotires.com backslash UFC. Toyo Tires! That was a good mat. After a stressful game, it's only natural to need some well-deserved rest. 
Upgrade your current sleep situation because Mattress Firm is offering the best bed deal of the year. Get a king bed for a queen price or a queen bed for a twin price for savings of up to 700 bucks. Plus, take home a free adjustable base up to a $699 value. That's $699 for free. You'll only find these deals during Mattress Firm's Memorial Day sale. So don't miss your chance to start sleeping like a pro. Shop now at mattressfirm.com slash sale. There's nothing worse than being uncomfortable in bed. It's, it's horrible. You're not rested the next day. You suck at work. Mattress Firm's Memorial Day sale is offering the best bed deal of the year. Save up to $700 when you get a king bed for a queen price or a queen bed for a twin price plus Take home a free adjustable base that's up to a $699 value free. Visit mattressfirm.com slash sale for more details. What up, everybody? This is CJ McCollum from the Portland Trailblazers. And here's a little taste of what we talked about on this week's Pull Up podcast. Very special mini post-Game 7 episode of Pull Up, an epic Game 7 in Denver. 37 points back-to-back essentially closeout buckets. Why were you so successful last night? I think it just really came down to my demeanor and mindset. Empty the clip, leave nothing out there. I wanted to say I did everything in my power and I left all my bullets out there on the court and didn't bring anything home. How do you shift to a completely new animal, an absolute monster in the Warriors? In the playoffs, it just comes down to X's and O's and execution more so than anything else. The Warriors aren't going to run a lot of plays. They're going to run a lot of misdirection out of timeouts and late clock situations. But most of it's going to be mid-pick and roll. It's going to be pin downs and flares and things of that nature for Clay and Steph in a lot of transition. So you have to guard the three-point line, get back in transition, and make it as difficult as possible on them. Don't forget to... Subscribe and listen every week on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your shows. Do we have Dana on the phone? What's up, boys? What's up, Dana? Good, how you doing? Good, Brian Ortega is in the studio up? with us. What's up, Dana? And we have a, a huge surf. Oh, is he really? Yes, he yeah. is. That's awesome. Stud! <laughs> what did he say? <laughs> Stud. Yeah. So uh, now, Dana, I, I know you had uh, mentioned this fight to, to Brian, and Max was able to take it. When this first happened, did you just think this card is in trouble, or did you realize that you'd have somebody uh, willing to step up? No, 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 no. I absolutely thought this card was in trouble. And let me tell you what, you don't call guys on six days' notice and have them say, yes, I'll fight Habib. Yeah, you know what I mean? Right. I had two fucking studs that did. The champ and the number one contender told me yes. So what were your thoughts? How did you find out? You got a call from his camp. Did they just call you and go, look, we, there might be a problem? Or was it already decided he can't fight by the time they told you? Already decided that he couldn't fight. He had gotten an MRI and his LCL. Normally the LCL, when you do something to it, it, uh, it doesn't require surgery. It takes five to six weeks of staying off it and, and it heals itself. His was so bad that he actually tore it off the bone and he has to have surgery. Now, I'm not being a dick, Dana, by asking this, but or maybe I am a little bit, but now, I know he heard himself walking around, and he's seen somebody, and he's inside a studio. Was he, or was he not wearing his sunglasses? Was that addressed? <laughs> was it? Um, he was wearing sunglasses inside, and yes, he didn't see the, uh, the cord and tripped over it, or something like that. Dude, I always said that wearing that sunglasses inside is not a good, first of all, it's not a good look. <laughs> And second, you know, it, 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 you know, no, because there's rumors that guys that wear that inside could be an a-hole. Well, I'm cleaning up my language now for this. Yes, yeah. What the fuck no. is the matter with me? But anyway. Know, Danny just said, fuck no, three seconds into the call. <laughs> I think that's a huge thing. It's the fucking sunglasses that did this. 
Yeah, and he saw somebody. <laughs> and it's, just, it's it's like a freak act. It almost don't you feel like it's almost like that fight wasn't meant to be because it was just the fourth time that they've had to, to to cancel the fight. And you said you would never make that fight again. I don't believe in that type of shit, but I believe in it now. Yeah, it's like that's a fight that's not meant to be. It's it's the weirdest thing ever. Maybe fifth time um, is the charm. Yeah, Brian said maybe the fifth time yeah. would be the charm, but you wouldn't do it again. We got to see how this thing plays out this weekend. Who who wins? What happens? What's next? And we'll go from there. But. Yeah, I don't want to make that fight again. No, and, and everybody asks you about Connor because it's just it, it's such a story that nobody knows what the conclusion of that story is going to be. So obviously, the title is going to go to uh, whoever wins between Max and uh, and Khabib. Now, are you looking at uh, you know obviously if Connor wants the shot, he's got the shot. But uh, has he indicated to you that he wants the winner of that fight? No, but uh, he does want to fight again. You know, he does want to fight again. Um, we just don't know who again. You, you, you can make plans, but it, 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 it makes no sense because you just have to see how things play out first. We'll look at stuff, and there's a lot of things that we're working on. And, I mean, who, who's watching this thing closer than Connor? Right now, Connor and Ortega are the guys who are really all over this fight right now. Ortega's a kid who was willing to step up and, and fight Habib, too, at 155 pounds. And, you know, um, if, he, if think about this. A lot of people aren't giving – um, Max, much of a chance, right? This kid is uh, is the featherweight champion of the world. He's on a 12-fight win streak. He has not lost a fight in five years, and he has the most stoppage wins in featherweight history. And think about this. He hasn't been taken down in four years, okay? So for those of you that think that he has no shot, I think that this kid is completely underrated, and, uh, you know, this is obviously a very big fight for him. He could become a two-belt champion, and then he can go back down and defend his title against, uh, you know, the number one contender, Ortega. I absolutely think that Max has a shot. I think it's a, very, it's a tough fight to win, but he absolutely has a shot. Because, look, Khabib is not easy to hit, but he's shown that you can, you can hit him. I mean, you know, I mean, Michael uh, Johnson, Michael Johnson had him in trouble, yeah. Yep. I said this to you. I didn't say I this when he was here, though. Yeah, but he brings up, they bring up the Michael Johnson fight, but, and he had him in trouble that first round. But that first round, Michael Johnson almost didn't get out of that first round. That's true. So he might have had success for the first three minutes. Because of the ground, though. Because of the ground. That's why I thought That's a fight with Brian this. Ortega versus him would be very, very interesting. Because the second somebody <laughs> shoots in, I mean, I, I mean, I when Brian it. gets on that fucking neck, it's like a pit bull. You know, and but but Khabib has a huge head, but no neck. It's a very that would be an interesting fight. <laughs> what about when Khabib says about he doesn't talk shit? But what about the Max Holloway fight? He said something is very simple, but very scary and disturbing. He goes, he will not be the same after this fight. What the fuck does that mean? Anybody? He won't be. The, he won't be the same. The only who likes the, the only person who likes to hear that is Brian Ortega. <laughs> Fucking he won't be the same, Jimmy. That's scary shit. No, but you know what? To, to, to be in the position that I'm in and to be able to call the, the champion at 145 pounds and the number one contender and have these guys step up and, and you know, it's huge. And, and I think it's just a testament to, to, the, to the kind of fucking studs that we have in these weight divisions right now. Yeah, I mean, again, the fact that Max is willing to do that when he knows he's got to defend his own belt. You're right. And, and we were talking before you called in. It, it just... What an awesome, uh, just what an animal Frankie Edgar is to have taken this fight against Brian when he did not have to take that fight. Yep. True. Now, let me ask you about some so rumors. About some rumors. I love fucking Frankie. But listen, now, is there any possible... What? <laughs> I just tried. Listen, is there any possibility, because, I mean, we see Jimmy gets annoyed with it, 
We see Floyd Mayweather fucking around in a cage. Is there any possibility of him fighting, or is it all just being? It was all just silliness. No, absolutely, it's absolutely a possibility. I, uh, I think you know, the first time that we did the deal, I didn't think that that could happen with him and Connor because I'd never dealt with the Mayweather camp. So they're actually really smart guys. They get it, and we got a deal done really fast. Um. And I, th- I think we can get this one done, too. Was there an option of offering this Khabib fight to Mayweather? Oh, no, I'm only fucking around. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> Imagine he fucking steps in and fucks up Khabib. Wait, now, but, now, Matt, uh, um, Dana, would they do anything with, like, amended rules at all? Like, I've heard rumors where he would be on the ground for a few seconds. Or would it be pure uh, MMA rules? Or would there be some kind of an amended no, rule that he fought with? Did, did we amend the rules when Connor boxed him? No, we did not. We That's went right. in and, and fought. Yeah. We boxed him. There will be no amended rules. You will okay. come, oh, you yeah. will, we fought over there. You come fight over here. Well, that was the rumor I'd heard. It didn't make sense to me that it would be a UFC event with amended rules, but it doesn't make sense to me that, that Floyd's going to take that fight, knowing that if Connor puts him on the ground, he's finished. I mean, you know, there's no way he gets up from that. Not even put him on the ground. Connor's going to hit him to the body with those peep kicks, those spinning back kicks he lands to the body, head kicks, leg kicks. He doesn't even need to go to the ground. The, the kicking alone will... will kill Mayweather. Have they talked at all about a possible boxing rematch? Because, I mean, Conor was so much more competitive than people thought he was going to be. I mean, he was, it, was, it went to the 10th round, so have they, thought, have they talked about that at all, or they have no interest in that? No, nah, no. Nah. I, don't, I don't think anybody wants to see that again. I think, people, I, think, I think if we do the MMA fight, it does bigger numbers than the boxing match. Yeah, I think so, too, because I think people will, will watch that thinking that they're finally going to see Floyd Mayweather lose um i think people will say oh, this 100%. is a chance to watch floyd finally lose it a professional mess, bout it wouldn't yeah but it wouldn't mess with his boxing record it's not even boxing no not at all you know no but it's just it'll, it'll, it'll yeah no, it's true boxing record. and uh, the la times quoted you recently you were talking about the uh between uh mighty mouse and tj dillashaw is not happening is that just because of uh demetrius's surgery or why is that not happening yeah it's it's not happening obviously demetrius you know had surgery but Demetrius doesn't love this fight anyway. Um, why does he not love it? Does he, uh, I'm not sure why. What, has he said why? Me neither. Me neither. He's always talking about he wants big money fights and he wants this and that, and, but he's not crazy about taking this fight with TJ. And there's also been a lot of talk about the Diaz brothers, and you say that they just keep turning you down. Uh, when's the last time you, guys, you offered uh, one of those guys a fight that they said no to? Let me think. I actually think we just offered Nate another fight. If we didn't offer Nate... Another fight, we're about to. Oh, okay. Uh, do you have any idea who that might be with? We'll cut it out. No, I mean, listen, we, we basically told this kid, who do you want to fight? <laughs> who do you want to fight? Okay. You, 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 you know, and, and he's just not, he's not interested. Okay, I lied. We're not going to cut it out even if you said it. We're just going to keep it in and try to grab some press. <laughs> um, how hard was it to watch your son fight? Or, or were you comfortable watching it? pretty hard. It was, right? No, it was pretty hard. Yeah, yeah it was. It, it, it was, it was it was a lot harder than I thought it would be. Was it one of those things where he wants to box and he wants to get into it? Because it's kind of hard not to when you're seeing it. You know, your whole life is built around uh, combat sports. Uh, and, and then you, you can't discourage him because it's what you do for a living, but you really don't want him to do it. Uh, it. You know what? Both my kids play football. What's more dangerous than that? You know what I mean? It's way more dangerous than fighting. And for some, I don't know, my football season ended and my son said, I, I want to start, uh, start boxing. I said, really? He goes, yeah. So I said, okay. So he started training, and then literally a week later, Peter Welsh called me from Boston and said, hey, either one of your sons want to fight in these fights we got going on on St. Paddy's Day? 
I asked him, and he said yes, and that was it. It was on. Uh, how long had he been training at that point? Two months. Jesus. So he, the whole, he trained two months for that fight. Yeah, so I'm training over at the PI, the gate and sparring. Oh, he was, he was over there at the, yeah. uh, at the Institute? Yeah. Um, and, Danny, you also have been really critical of Mario Yamasaki, and justifiably so, I think. Um, and, and once he allowed Priscilla uh, Casuero to take uh, an unnecessary amount of punishment uh, to Shevchenko, and uh, you say you don't want him refing in the UFC again. So, do you have any ability to make that happen? I mean, or, or how? He's you gone. Say, he is gone. What, how did how did that happen? He's gone. He's gone. We we we, we don't want him back. And and uh, I I think that uh, pretty much all of the commissions agreed that he he shouldn't be back. We're not going to be seeing that heart symbol anymore. Do you, do, you, do you know what that asshole said? Do you know what he said? What he what said? His, what his quote was after the fight? I do, but go ahead. Yes. I allowed her to be a warrior. Mm. What the fuck? <laughs> yes. I wish somebody would allow him to be a warrior. Yeah, yeah it's not a ref's Watch job. Watch him get his face smashed in. That wasn't a great quote by him. Isn't that just the opposite of what a ref is supposed to do? Because all these fighters are warriors, so the idea that, of course, they're all going to go down fighting. So your job is to protect them from that instinct they have to never quit. Exactly. Your job isn't to let them be warriors, you fucking idiot. Your job is to protect them. And sometimes you have to protect fighters against themselves who are too tough for their own good. It's true. It's fucking true. And that was one of those cases. That guy has no business refing fights. He's a moron. Yeah, and you were very vocal about that, and uh, you seemed very sure at one point that you were able to get it done, and you did get it done, so you got to be happy that he won't be. I didn't realize that he absolutely wouldn't be back. Yeah, I'm thrilled. I'm thrilled. All the athletic commissions, after seeing that fight and after hearing his quote, and you know, I think everybody pretty much agreed that this guy has no business reffing. I think Mario said, come on, have a heart. All right, listen, they can't oh. all be checked. <laughs> I'm sorry about having a heart. And before we let you go, we have to ask you about uh, Brock because you did post an Instagram photo. If everybody, everybody is fascinated with, with what's happening with Brock, Connor, Rhonda. Uh, is there any word on Brock coming back, a possibility or no? Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's a, we don't have a deal uh, in place for him to come back or to fight anybody. But, yeah, he absolutely wants to fight. And uh, – I believe he will be back. And Amanda said something. We talked to her recently. She said something about how now she likes the way the division is looking more, so she's not as likely to want to move up and fight uh, fight Cyborg. Is it going to be harder and harder to find people to fight Cyborg? Uh, well, it's, it's, it's not that it's hard to fight people to fight Cyborg. It's hard to find people that are actually good enough. You know what I mean? Right, that will sell that a fight. That 145-pound division isn't exactly, you know, if, if you looked at, at the top 10 rankings, it's just, you know, that's why I love the Amanda Nunes fight. Amanda Nunes was actually brought in to strike force to fight Cyborg. That's what she was, she was brought into strike force for. And obviously, you know, she is much, much better now than she was, uh, you know, when she started the strike force and she's a world champion. She wants this fight bad and it, it's the fight to make it's a great fight. It is a great fight. And before we let you go, just because there's been so much talk about, you know, hey, if Connor, because to me, it's also an interesting story of Connor's trying to get his belt back as opposed to defending it. Uh, there, there is something very, very sellable about this guy coming back. They stripped me. I want my belt back. Now, if Khabib wins, uh, was there talk about you possibly doing this fight in Russia, which I've heard? Uh, have you figured out anything that wouldn't require you to co-promote, which is kind of what they always wanted over there? No. Um, no, there, there, we wouldn't co-promote. Um, but, but, yeah, I mean, we obviously 
are interested in the Russian market. We want to do a fight over there. And, um, you know, Habib makes a lot of sense to, 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 to uh, headline over there. So I don't know. We'll, we'll just have to see how all of this plays out. And obviously a lot of whether that happened or not is riding on Saturday's outcome. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you, Dan. It's always good talking to you. And hey, thanks for the tickets. I appreciate that. I got the email. Did so you thank you. I did. Yeah. Okay. Good. Pleasure, brother. All right. I'll see you Saturday. Thanks, Dana. All right, guys. Thank Later. you. All right, buddy. Now, I got a question for Ed Soros. And I apologize to you guys because you didn't have headphones on, so you couldn't hear. Yeah, Dana, you, you, it was hard to hear. We, let, we, me, we hear. let me ask Ed Soros something. Ed, get close to that mic. Yo. Do you manage that one-armed fighter? What's his name? No, I don't manage. Nick okay. Newell. Right? No. You know why I asked that? Why? Because he asked me, like, he goes, listen. He goes, <laughs> when we were on the phone with Danny, he goes, ask him about Nick Newell, the one-armed fighter versus, versus Mayweather. Well, I think that that would so be I'm a crazy like, promotion. At first, I'm like, oh, that might be. I go, this guy's trying to get his guy. A no, fight. no, no. Mayweather, no. Mayweather, Mayweather wouldn't actually, do it. Actually, no, no. Uh, uh, what? I don't know. I think Ali manages him. Oh, we just had Ali. So, so I, I just thought it would be an interesting promotion to have a guy that's the greatest boxer of all time. Get your ass kicked by a one-armed guy. guy. That's not good. Mayweather that's would nah. never take that fight. Because can't. that's a lose-lose. Because if you beat the shit out of him, people like he has one arm. Uh, and if you lose, it's embarrassing. Right? Yeah, he's 14 and one. He has nine submissions, so he would. Probably pretty yeah. easily submit. I, I, don't, <laughs> yeah. I don't think Dana liked my have a heart joke with We thought Mario. it was enjoyable. Thank you. That's all that matters. You played to the room. <laughs> I played to the room and I still fucking failed with that. But listen, he's just like, ah. I'm like, all right, listen. <laughs> they can't there is nothing gems. better than watching Why someone bomb. It, it is the greatest. <laughs> it was a fucking bomb. The best is the throat clear after the bomb when something bombs and like, <clears throat> a lot of crazy <laughs> shit going on. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> fucking died. So, hey, listen, let's pour a 40 out for Mario Yamasaki, you know? But no, he, Matt Daniel was right, though. You know, he was, uh, you can't you can't sit there and watch a fighter get beaten up no. and say you're allowing them to be a worse. It's, 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 it's a, you know. It's your job. It is your job. Yeah, and you can't play with the crowd once either. I, have they been standing guys up a little bit faster? Has anybody else noticed that? I it seemed like in the that. last couple of fighters, they've been standing guys up very, very quickly. Uh, it's starting to look man. like they, they liked him to bang, you know? Mm. You've noticed that. It's annoying. Yeah. They should let the shit get played out, man. But at the same time, these guys are not doing nothing in the bottom. To, to, interestingly enough, to, to keep it down there, you know? It's a couple little strikes here and there that, that kind of pity pat, you know? There's not significant damage being done or, or progressional uh, passes or anything in terms of the fight game. You know, they either pick a like half guard and they just sit there and hug and and just tap a little bit enough to score points, which is, I mean, the reason why I think they're standing on back up. But if you're doing significant damage or the guy's really trying to escape or really trying to get up, they usually don't stop it. If you see, it's only when these stalemate positions happen and someone's just trying to score points or stall. We're just kind of hope, or even hoping that they stand. Kind of just hope that the round ends and then they get they win the round. I'll tell you what worries me about this Max Holloway fight. And Dana made some good points, but he's been fighting a ton of strikers. But the last guy that was pretty much a grappler was uh, Dennis Bermudez. And Dennis out, Dennis won that fight. He, he, he By a decision, I think it was close, but I think the takedowns might have made a difference. I think he got him down several times. You know the stats on that? Yeah, Connor, uh, I'd have to look. But, but I, think I know Dennis Connor took him down a lot of times, too. Connor did get him down. I remember he did like a... A kick into like a forward roll until a takedown up against the yeah. cage. We would have to think his takedowns got better since then because Connor, you know, Connor's got some takedowns, but he's not known as a fucking a wrestler. wrestler. What are you looking up there, Chris, the producer? I was just like, it was a split decision, but I, I'd it have was to a split find the decision. Stats, yeah. But, you know, Dennis Bermudez, he's got some grappling for sure. We found out too much strikers, yeah. He's not the fucking eagle. 
Yeah, well, how, do you, how do you think this fight's going to go? Who do you think wins this fight? I mean, it's kind of rough. I, 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 can, I can see Max staying away and using his long distance, kind of jab him out and uh, avoiding the takedown. He's not going to press forward as, as he does with other fights. Like, although he pressed forward, all these guys he pressed forward, I don't, I don't feel like he's going to press too forward. He's more of uh, a stick and move. My question is, how is his foot with all that stick and moving? And how is his cardio taking this on six days notice? And if he does do great the first round, most likely this is a five-round fight. Damn. Khabib's got all day with him. Yeah, he can get him down eventually yeah. if he wants. So right. I, feel, I just feel like Khabib will get it to the ground eventually. And he will do what Khabib does. That's why I wasn't really fearful of this fight. I was like, go ahead, take me down. Let's go. You know? Right. That'd be very interesting. That'd be very interesting. Uh, Brian, you never know. Me. That might yeah. still come about. I'm just looking I at I don't think he'll be able to hold Brian down the way he holds other people down, man. Right? It, That's it, the it, it's just it's just it's just different, man. And and and, and like especially I said Especially if I get a proper training yeah. camp, no six days stuff. Yeah, and, oh. and, and and it's just like I don't know. I I, I, I I I'm mean, not trying to promote the fight or nothing. Sure, no, but, but, but I, as, as a fighter, and I'm not trying to say I, I want to run the 55 division either. I'm just saying, as a fighter and as a martial artist, when I see this, I'm intrigued. Because not too many people want to hold you down and punch you. Last guy that ever did that to me was Tavares. And we saw how that went. I've gotten better since then. And he is the guy who... It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter who you are. He's going to break you once you hit the ground. And my whole life, I've been taught to not get broken while you're on the bottom of the fight. So that's why this this just gets me excited. That's great. It, I mean, styles do make great... Different style, styles make fights. And I'm thinking of like... Uh, a little bit of like, say, Kane Velasquez, what he does to that whole heavyweight division until he met Verdum. And now he can't do that to Verdum down there. And I know everybody's blaming that on, on Mexico on the altitude and this and that. But he got gas trying to put him away. Yeah. Usually when he gets on top, he's, he's, he's killing people down there. And Khabib's doing that to everybody. So Max shown that he's got good jujitsu and good instincts on top. On bottom. Few fighters have good instincts on bottom. Yeah. Even the ones that are black belts, you'll see them throw kind of some elbows, some submissions here and there, but it's not too and, hit, hit and miss. How is Khabib off his back? Who knows? I don't, know. I don't think does. he's ever really been on his back. Well, you hear what he said about people not, and where he's from, people, uh, they make excuses. Well, hey, uh, I don't want to fight when it's nasty out. I might get my dirty. Because it's muddy. Dirty. The ground's muddy. Yeah. You don't care. He's, he said, I don't care what the weather's like. I'm always on top. <laughs> what the fuck he said? It's kind of scary. It is, yeah. Kind of scary is saying that Max Holloway's not going to be the same after this fight. Because <laughs> he said it very nonchalantly. Very... He's not going to be the same after Yeah, you asked fight. if he was going to Kimura him, and he's like, he'll be lucky if I Kimura him. Which no, is so almost, that would be I, merciful. Yeah, yeah. You, you asked Khabib if he was going to Kimura him, and he said he'll be lucky right. if I do. Yeah, like, no, I, yeah. a merciful ending. What, what I'm talking to punish? about. Khabib's going to elbow and punish. I heard that on the on the countdown is when he said the thing about, um, he might have said it in here too, about how he's not going to be the same after this fight. I'm taking Max in the first round, upset knockout. I, Max is going to have well, a couple. He, I mean, it, does possible. he have the endurance? Yeah. Does he have the endurance to make so this the If he goes through the first round... That's for, what I said. Max got the chance the first two rounds. Yeah, first two rounds. And Max is going to go hard the first couple of rounds because he also knows he doesn't have a training camp. He's coming with the biggest weight cut. I mean, it's right. a brutal weight cut he's doing. So he probably knows he has to, to, to make it happen fast because you're not going to stay no, away for five rounds. Fight, he's a high-volume guy, though, man, and he wears on you almost like a Diaz brother. Like, in other words, 
he doesn't. It's not like he's got, got the that power fucking hit. one punch fucking knockout. You know what I mean? But he is heavier right now. He's not at featherweight. His strike, you know, he is a big featherweight. Yeah, no, he so is. right now he's 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 big body. You know, he's big body, cause yeah, that's <laughs> so, true. Uh, but so he, got, he might have some power. Who knows? We'll see. You know, he did the the show and we saw his power on the the hitting machine, the Fox one. Oh, did uh, who did that? Yeah, uh, Stevens did. He did. Um, Bisping did. Tyrone Woolley did. Yeah. Pat Barry did. I and feel DC. weird hitting. Who that? hit the hardest? I, I did that too. Um, DC is first with nine sixty six. Pat Barry second with nine sixty four sixty five. Tyrone Woodley's got nine. 44. Bisping's got 942. I got 942. And then um, Steven's got 927. Max got 925. And then that's it. Is it hard to hit that? You have to hit it a certain way? I mean, I wonder if I can hit my overhand on that fucking thing. I mean, you just got to hit the thing. And, and, right? and once you hit it, it... Is it a speed bag that's hanging? Is that like what is it? It's a big bag that comes up and you hit it. And then it just tells you how hard you hit it. Jimmy, you go over there and break that fucking. I'd thing. fucking. I'd, I'd register a thirty. You know how humiliating that. How would about be? I pick you up like a bat and hit that thing? <laughs> yeah. I don't like competitive shit like that. Right. Everybody else's score is showing. Like that would freak me out. Like if I was alone in a room, I would probably do it. But just knowing that he had a nine forty two or whatever, it would just be embarrassing. I, I don't like competing like that. I, I suck. love competing like you that. You do like it's that. Fun, yeah. And yeah. when you lose, I mean, you don't lose very often. But when you do lose, in a, how do you handle it? That's motivation, man. It You're is like, motivation. Damn, this guy got me. Yeah, I was, I was that. pissed that DC got me. You know, he got like. At 966, I was 940. Yeah, I don't but, I don't blame weight, man. I was just like, But Damn. you have a wicked fucking guillotine. Yeah, <laughs> I know, but I got a wicked left hook now, too. You do? That uppercut. You got that thing framed in your house yet? That yeah. picture with you and Frankie? <laughs> I, I love Frankie. Man, that was I a beautiful don't. picture, I though, don't. for you. Did you know no, he was out immediately? Because no one's been able to finish Frankie Edgar. I mean, that was no, incredible. Well, well, then when I seen him rocked, I was like, I, right off the bat, I can remember during the fight, just like a... a Little thing just snap like, oh, this is like Gray Maynard. Don't, yep. don't kind of yeah. get too excited. But this guy is not, you know. So I started, pre but I did start it. I was like, you know what? I don't know how much time is left, but I know time's running out. So I was like, if not, let me just punch this guy a lot and let me just even out the round. And then when I seen him, he wasn't really coming back. He was in this blank stare. And that's when I made the frame. And then I, I did that uppercut and threw a bad intentions. And when he fell... I kind of knew it was like this is it. How much time was left in the round that when you? I leave? think like maybe thirty seconds. Yeah, it was, it was close. Like that. You, yeah. You know, and then leading but up, it was to close that, to the end of the first round. Le leading up into that fight, Coach James, you know, uh, about two and a half weeks before the fight, he 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 hey, pulled me to the side and he said, "Don't about, be giving out too many secrets, bro." Ah, uh, <laughs> it's already right now. It's lazy. Mm. Yeah, and he uh, he yeah. came up. He he kind of planned. He planned. He planned it, and I saw it. And that was a crazy thing is to see it so many times and then see him yeah. turn around and actually execute it the way that James planned it because we were in the gym and he pulled over and goes yeah I got this idea and I was just watching it and I even told him before he did I said hey that drill you're working on I think that's going to be good what has he said about did. Max what has he said to do against Max don't worry that's the Chinese ancient secret oh. <laughs> you thought, yeah, you thought yeah, the surfing Chinese. thing was bad <laughs> yeah, yeah. you're going to fucking strangle him with the cord oh, right yeah. now Ed Oh, that's great. You know what I also noticed, though? You guys are, are, are in sync, you two together. Uh, James, you and you and Brian. i seen, um, just recently, I watched your um, Clay Guida fight. And in between rounds, James was telling you to get more aggressive with that fucking uppercut. Yeah, right or wrong, James? Was that you? 
Yeah. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Fuck it. Thank God it was. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I just started working with him a week ago. No, but James, you, I, because I get, you get no, we've been to together that. for like ten years. Of course. Okay. And I remember he took. I don't know what fight that was with you and Clay. How long ago that was? UFC one ninety nine at the forum. June of two thousand. He he listened. To your advice between rounds, do you remember this like it was yesterday or not even? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember it. Everything great. we do is pretty much like we have to go in there with a game plan. But you had fighters, James. I'm sure you've been around with this, where there's guys you want to hit with the fucking stool, where they're not listening between rounds, or Absolutely. maybe you're looking at them, you're like, I know this guy's not. It's not computing. I see him out of a blank stare, or he's getting these. He's I don't know where he is right now, but he's not here. He was right there, and he uh, listened. Brian always listens, and he executes. That's good. That's Brian good always. You guys. When I first got Brian, when he was seventeen or eighteen, yeah, seventeen, eighteen, he was eighteen. But yeah. I told him the first thing I told him: if you listen, I'll work with you. Yeah. If you don't, the fuck out of here. That's some yeah. million dollar baby <laughs> shit. I <laughs> like it. Hey, I hey, like it. Literally word for word, he said that. I did say that. Yes. We have to yeah, wrap up with Brian because they're saying he has the other press all to do. Right. So we have to wrap We're up. Fun, but all right. But I'm I'm happy that James and Ed were here. That was really fun to Me watch too. you guys. It's really a, Me too, man. Going out over a, a surf paddle. <laughs> and uh, we'll take a break and come back. Brian, thank you, man. I, we really we're fans of you of, of your fighting. We love watching no, you. Thank you guys. And uh, you're definitely gonna be a future champion. No one doubts that. Thank you. Thanks, Brian. Support for UFC Unfiltered comes from our good friends at Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. They understand that home plays a big role in your life and family. Obviously, that's why they created Rocket Mortgage. Rocket Mortgage gives you the confidence you need when it comes to buying a home or refinancing your existing home loan. And it's such an intimidating process for all of us. Look, this is really simple. Allowing you to fully understand all the details and be confident you're getting the right mortgage for you. Whether you're looking to buy your first home or your 10th, with Rocket Mortgage, you get a transparent online process that gives you the confidence to make an informed decision. It's convenient. Our trusted partners allow you to share your financial information with Rocket Mortgage at the touch of a button. And in addition to getting a real mortgage approval in minutes, you can even adjust the rate and length of your loan in real time to make sure you're getting the right solution for you. Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. Apply simply, understand fully, mortgage confidently. To get started, go to rocketmortgage.com slash unfiltered. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLS. Consumeraccess.org. Number 3030. All right. That was uh, great to have Brian Ortega and uh, Ed Suarez. Of course. What is James's last name? His boxing coach? I don't know his last name. I didn't get it, but I liked him a lot. I did, too. Yeah, he was a funny guy. And, of course, Dana on the phone. Um, Crazy show. We didn't make our picks though. We got to do our picks. Let's before do we our wrap picks up. real quick. Come on. Man. I already said I'm going to take Max by a first round knockout. I'm I'm debating that if I really want to do that uh, because upsets are one thing, uh, but Khabib is in shape and he's ready to fight. But then again, he wasn't ready to fight Max. Right. Well, that's the thing. Then he I mean, ready to fight Ferguson, who's also a great an unorthodox striker. Yeah, it's totally different, right? Max is more. Like we always say, volume, boxing, uh, Ferguson is all over the place. Elbows. And, I'm taking Max first round knockout. Whoa. All right. Nah, that, that's fucking as ballsy as they get. Because I think that as much as he didn't have a camp and all of these factors, I also think the same way Brian didn't have much of a camp against Frankie, sometimes the guy stepping in is playing with house money as much as I should be smacked in my face with a dick for saying that. Sometimes the guy stepping in is just like, all right, whatever. Oh. It's almost like walking up to a beautiful woman that everyone else would be like, oh God, look at her, look at her, look at her. And you happen to bump in her and go, hey, how you doing? Listen, I got to blah, blah, blah. And you start talking because right. you don't have time to fucking. So that's, that's I, I, look, I know it doesn't translate to fighting, no. but I do think at times, hey, Chad Mendes almost got Connor yep. yeah. uh, on a very short camp. 
the C's had no camp, Max. Right. Then again, his foot might be fucked up. I forgot about that when Khabib was here. I forgot that he actually dropped out of the last fight um, because of his foot. So what are you saying? And now I'm rethinking it because he, <laughs> how, how healthy is his foot? We saw it recently, though, with Josh Emmett knocked out uh, Ricardo Lamas. That, that was a short notice take. Uh, you know, it happens. Matched by first round knockout. Oh, second round, the Kimura. Okay. You're saying Khabib. Yeah. Okay. Second That's round. not crazy. I could easily go with that one, too. It's second round, I'm going to say it could be a ground account. I know, but I'm going to say Kumar. Um, I'd say he's going to wrap onto that arm and fucking take it home. Yeah. I know. I mean, I'm thinking along the same lines as Jim. The obviously. The, the the pick is is I don't know whatever obviously but Khabib obviously is a good pick to take but I do think the the jumping in on short notice Max didn't have to deal with any of the press he just gets to come in make way get in there and I'm taking Max by third round submission I think okay. he's gonna be able to stay away from Khabib for a while and no. then maybe he takes, I maybe- told I 100 percent respect that your opinion and your decision and your pick. I respect it. I respect it. (laughs) And there's no reason for me to think that you would have a shitty pick. Third round submission is totally. Yeah, (laughs) for sure. For sure. (laughs) Totally. That's why I'm making that pick. (laughs) All right, we'll see. Let's see. Um, Rose, I believe, against Joanna. This is such a hard one. Because I I really like both of them as people. I know too. that means nothing, <laughs> but this is me talking. Um, I just, you know, I just, I've, I've been watching some of their fights. Now I'm trying to think so much is going to be determined on its feet. I feel Rose has more ways to win this. I do. That's why, I mean, last time standing up, she looked so great, but it was really fast. And Joanna is talking about that weight cut. Darn, Jimmy, you pick first. I got to wait. I'm still I'm still on the fence. Rose, and I got to make a pick in a second. Rose, second round submission. Oh my goodness, Jimmy. You said submission. What do you think there, Chris, the producer? Uh, I actually have exactly the same thing. I think, you know, Joanna's not... Well, yeah, I, I just think second round submission. I, I agree. I think Rose has more weapons. Um, you know that Joanna is probably going to come out and try to kill uh rose early try to knock her out and i think that that's gonna potentially work against her so i like right. rose second round submission okay man um, man jimmy 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 ah jimmy jimmy <laughs> jimmy jimmy what do you think jimmy uh, you already said what you thought yeah there's no one what i think what? i think you think joanna but you don't want to pick against rose because you like her so much i do like rose so much I do. I really do. I do. I do. I do. I do. But I do. I like you. I like. I. I. I like Joanna too. She was nice to my kid. You know when she met her in Long Island. You know. All right. Listen. This is what I'm gonna say, and I might just do it. I'm. I'm gonna say that Joanna is gonna learn from a mistake, and she's gonna win a hard fought decision. Okay. Okay, guys. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, Joanna doesn't have um, 
she she's again more like a max where it's volume she's not knocking people out I right off the bat she's a smart smart person yep. i respect that mike brown a bunch over at uh, american top team that's a guy that doesn't get talked about a lot as a coach and i and he and he was a former champion over at wec um i think that they're putting their heads together and i think that that she's going to be focused and she's going to win a decision there you go okay all right guys go ahead uh, we got Hanato Moicano versus Calvin Cater. What are both of their last fights? Uh, Calvin Cater is coming off of a knockout in Boston over Shane Burgos, which was a yeah, really exciting. Yeah. That was a, like a, a knockout of the night or fight of the night. Um, and then Moicano, I'm going to look right now. I want to say his last fight was against Ortega. And he, that was a loss. He got submitted. Uh, yeah. That was in July 2017. It was a, a guillotine choke to Brian Ortega. And Calvin's last fight, you just said, was? Uh, against Shane Burgos. He knocked him out in the third round punches, which was a very fun fight. And Hinato's fight, he got caught in a guillotine versus Brian? Correct. I remember that And fight. that's his only loss. Yeah. And that's his only loss. Yeah. What's Calvin's record? Uh, I think he's 18 and, yeah, 18 and two. So, And he's got two fights in the UFC now. Can we his fights in the UFC again? He has a decision win over Andre Feely, and then the knockout of Shane Burgos was his last one. I'm going to take uh, Moicano by a second-round uh, stoppage. All right. I'm taking Calvin, and I'm taking Calvin by knockout in the second round. I'm saying he's going for it, Calvin. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think, yeah, I have Calvin Cater by decision. I think it's going to be more of a stand-up fight, um, but I think he's going to take it. So I have him by decision. Michael Chiesa? Yep. Versus Anthony Pettis. I'm a, I enjoy both these guys. Style makes styles. Makes fights. Yeah, this is a crazy one. I don't know what's going to so happen So I am going to say, Jimmy, that after a battle, because it will be a battle, I believe. I think this is this is a tough fight. These guys are both hungry. They're both, they're both really, really talented, right. talented guys. But I say by that third round, I think Michael Chiesa will get that fucking body triangle and will get a... Rear naked choke. Okay. Submission. Michael Chiesa, third round. Um, I'm gonna take. Uh, I think Chiesa by submission as well. Hi, Jimmy. <laughs> um, I just don't know what round. Um, Jimmy, I'm gonna give you this coffee. I'll say the Open second. Open up your little mouth. I'll say the second <laughs> round. Open up. Guys, what is it? Open as a little bit. You drank this whole coffee, Jimmy. Yeah. I'll say the second round. Chiesa second by, round. Chiesa by submission. All right. Uh, I have Chiesa by decision. I think Pettis is very difficult to stop, but I think Chiesa's wrestling and his, uh, you know, he'll be able to keep yeah. Pettis against the cage, keep him on the ground, and I think he'll, he'll win by decision. I'm taking Iaquinta by decision. Last night, I don't know if you guys could hear this. I'll play this on the... Uh... On the little doohickey here, um, we had uh, you it's know Al, Al wasn't Al Aquinta wasn't in um, class last night. He's uh, he did some stuff with Longo, and you know camp's pretty much done here. But I had the guys give him a little. I don't know if you could catch this at home, but we could hear it. I'm sure. I know he's not here, but let's hear it for Raging Al who's fighting. Yeah, motherfuckers. You hear that shit? You hear the crowd? Do you hear that? Do you fucking hear it? That's for you, Rage and Al. Sorry, that's that was my. Uh, I have a, I have a, a a good class on uh, on Tuesday nights. That was Tuesday night's class, and that's us supporting Raging Al Iaquinta versus a very tough very. Paul Felder, whose name is not 
the philosopher besides <laughs> the, the notes that we read right. and, and we get that idea that that was once his name. I did, he never heard of it. Said, that's not what did it say? I said that it's listed, but he's never referred and to it. And he never heard of it wondering. either. Yeah, of so, course. Uh, all right, listen. He gave it a shot. Gave it a shot. I'm taking uh, Raging Al by a... Um, by a, I think I got Al, I got Al winning. Yeah, you don't have to say because that's you. you I got him winning. I'll just is, say yeah. that. Yeah. Well, how about you say it off the air? What you thought? What you think? Okay. okay. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. But I will say I'm pull, I'm pulling for Alan. I'll tell you guys off the air. What Here's the thing. Uh, the reason I think it's gonna be a decision. They both hit so hard and they both can knock each other out. And I also think sometimes that makes guys like uh, Perry and Ponzinibbio avoid each other a little Ooh, bit right. because they both understand that they taking a lot of punches from this other guy is a problem too. And Al hasn't fought as much. Uh, so he may be a little cautious, and Felder knows how hard Al hits. So that's why I'm thinking it might go to a decision. There you go. I mean, I'm taking uh, Paul Felder first round knockout. I am being no, just, I'm just, <laughs> I just want to see his face. No, I'm just kidding. I'm taking Al third round knockout. Motherfucker. No, I would never go against him. You can do what you want. Yeah, whoever you feel. No, no I know, but I, I like Paul that's Felder a, a lot. Fight. It's a very tough fight, but I mean, Al's got. You know, I like I'm on team when I Sarah. like. See, I didn't know. Like, I knew Jimmy from from the the uh, Opie and Anthony show, and then I seen him at the things. But I wasn't like a. And I liked him from Lucky Louie and shit like that. But I wasn't like a over the top fan, and that's good right. because then I would have been maybe it would have been weird our dynamic. I was the same way with this Action Bronson who I hung out uh-huh. with last week. I brought this up the other day. Yep. Now, I, I go, look, I go, Drago, you told me I heard his shit. What, what music does he... So he played that song, Baby Blue, for me. I fucking love that song. Why you gotta do me like that? Huh? It's very good. Why you gotta <laughs> act like a bitch? It's very good. All right. I just, that's a little shout out to Action Johnson. Bronson, Johnson. Action, what did I say? <laughs> you said Johnson, but that's yeah. okay. Or Action Jackson, Carl Weathers I, movie. I, I was like, what, that movie was so fucking over the top. It always comes back to Carl Weathers. <laughs> right? <laughs> well, Cole, can we get Carl Weathers in here? I, yeah, I'm I, sure. I, <laughs> Probably within 20 minutes. <laughs> that guy's a fucking hero. What about when him and Arnold Schwarzenegger shake hands and, and Predator and they, they zoom in on both their biceps? You don't remember that part. What about with him and Mac and Predator? We got this, Mac. You know what I mean? And then he also gets his arm shut off. Still, with the arm shot off, he still was going after this fucking Predator. Sure. No, them people don't talk enough about that. No, you're right. They don't. They he had balls. He had more. balls. Because they thought he was just working for the man. He wasn't really one of those grunts, right? Right? Agreed. But no. No. He wasn't. He was in there with Mac. And Mac was going, I'm going to have me some fun. I'm going to have me some fun. <laughs> you're, you're torturing Jimmy right now. No, no, no. I remember that. I just don't remember that part. I'm just listening fondly to the recollection. <laughs> Jimmy is somewhere He's else. He's tired right today. Now. Yeah, I, me and Jimmy had so much fun, though, today. I might have a little bit more fun. I enjoy those guys. You know? I enjoy talking to Dana and Brian and yeah. James. I like that. It's, first of all, James, that guy gets a hangout pass anytime. Mm-hmm. What a good energy. Yeah, he was I fine. think that is, I'll tell you, that has so much to do with anything, everything, Jimmy. It's his first time in win. New York. It was his first time in New York, and I like that Ed Soares. Yeah. Me and Ed always get along good. Yeah, All yeah, right, yeah. guys, listen <laughs> to me. I feel like I could go for another hour and so. Change, Jimmy. That was nice. Do you want to get a slice of pizza with me? Don't answer on air. Okay. Answer by me. But if I had the He's lead, shaking one his way, head, but, one way or the other. Hold on. In honor of somebody who's no longer with us. Look at this. See what I'm doing to you, Jimmy? What am I no. doing? Matt's making the masturbation. Symbol. I am not doing the. I am not doing that, Jimmy. 
I was giving you the heart dumb sign heart. For, for Mario, because Mario's not going to be around anymore. But hey, you know, they can't all, you can't save everyone. Guys, listen to me. What a show. Uh, give a proper plug for this weekend, Chris, the producer. Uh, UFC 223, Khabib versus Holloway now is this Saturday, April 7th from Brooklyn, New York. The pay-per-view main card starts at 10 p.m. Eastern. The Fight Pass prelims are 6.15 p.m. Eastern, and the FS1 prelims are 8 p.m. Eastern as usual. Oh, listen, Jimmy, I had a good time. Me too. Jimmy! Thank you. Thank you Jimmy. very much to Brian for coming in. All right. Hopefully, uh, I'll see you this weekend at the fights. Do you need a hug? No, no. I just want to go pee. All right, everybody. Goodbye, everybody. From me and Jimmy. Thank you. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash.